From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. Ole Miss baseball sweeping Missouri over the course of the uh, the weekend, dominating the Tigers, who were not very good, over the course of three games. What does that mean? We'll talk about it a little bit today. Where Ole Miss sits with two weeks left in the regular season and now likely an SEC tournament berth in Hoover, Alabama here in a, uh, in a few weeks as well. So that and more coming up. The Kentucky Derby was over the weekend. I'm sure there's more NIL stuff. That's probably a conversation for tomorrow for the most part. Ole Miss softball takes two out of three from Georgia and Athens. They uh, they opened the SEC tournament on Wednesday against Georgia, the 8-9 game uh, in Gainesville. That's where that is. Yeah, it's at Florida. So uh, in Gainesville for that. So that and more coming up on today's show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides bread, 32-ounce drink. And remember to take advantage of their deal when you download the uh, Exxon mobile app. Ten bucks, ten bucks, ten bucks right to you, including the tank you're filling up at the time. You just take a picture of the QR code, download the app, thousand bonus points, thousand bonus points equals ten dollars with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, and he will send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guest join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place if you're in town this weekend, or this week, I should say. Grab a burger, po' boy, appetizer, great uh, beer selection, full bar and more. Great atmosphere there at Rafters on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. Uh, so I don't forget, if you are uh, one of the people who has ordered prime shrimp to this point, there's a thread on the message board. Uh, go over to it. It's linked to the top. If you've ordered at any point, just uh, comment in that thread, and you're automatically entered into a giveaway. Can give away some shrimp to some folks. So comment in that thread. Again, they have uh, several new flavors, garlic or butter, the, uh, the Simply Shrimp which is uh, a plain option that lets you just uh, do whatever you'd like with it there. With uh, PromShrimp.com, remember, and if it's the first order, 20 bucks off MPW for uh, for that. So uh, over the course of the weekend, Ole Miss played uh, pretty good baseball. Missouri sucks. They're awful. 7-17 um, and 17 now in the league. That's hurtful. They suck. Um, it's a hurtful thing. They, they are 0-12 on the road in the SEC eh, as they're well. They're trying. As I wrote yesterday, they take a shotgun to a nuclear war and hope for the best. Um, they, I do think they're overall a little better than they played over the course of the weekend. I mean, they 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 beat State two out of three weeks. Their ago. moms love them. Their moms love them. I'm sure. Um, their body language was pathetic. I mean, Ole Miss had the better body language even on Friday, which is saying something. Um, over the course of, of 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 the first game of the series, maybe they were just sad that they weren't with their moms on Mother's Day. Maybe so. It's, some of it's uniforms. They can't play well in, in, in looking like that. Um, yeah. they, they they need to be back in the Big 12 from a uniform standpoint. 
I mean, horrendous I, uniforms. I don't know why black and yellow is so hard. It's so it's easy. Not, wear a lot of white. You wear, you, and then wear the right shade of gray. Just wear a nice, normal gray. Put a black Mizzou across the front with outlined in yellow. I know they wore yellow jerseys yesterday. They, That's fine, too. Wear a yellow jersey with a white pant. They have bad font, too. Font's really important on uniforms. And they have poor font. Font an issue yeah that's bad uniforms in a league that has some pretty good uniforms they suck it's totally on them too because they have a nice color scheme i didn't to work think with. about that there are a lot of really good uniforms so it makes their uniforms look bad if they like play tennessee every week you wouldn't notice just look at the pittsburgh much. pirates and copy their uniforms instead of pirates put tigers instead of pittsburgh put missouri and you're done it's not hard Put the M on the cap instead of the P, and we're moving. You're on done. With it's all good. Yeah. This is not hard. I could have done this, and I guess I could have charged like two hundred thousand dollars yes. for consulting fees and done this in six minutes or less. The Pirates have great uniforms. They do Steal have really them. good uniforms. Iowa does a good job with their base. Sure, uniforms. it's There's black. It's simple. Simple is better. Yeah. It. it <laughs> It's a good point. I mean, the, the juxtaposition against Ole Miss's uniforms made it worse too, because the colors don't blend at all. It was. It, it, I get it, it but it, I watch Pirates Cubs all the time, it and, it, and it works. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's true. You've seen a Pirates a Cubs game a couple times. Eighteen a year. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, you know, look, it was. It was never. It, 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 yeah, Missouri's terrible, but it was an interesting three days from the standpoint of on Friday got this old Miss team that is scuffling. They lost four series in a row. It's not fair to say they don't know how to win because it's a team that, for the most part, has a roster back that's won a lot of baseball games. But they sort of do kind of wait for the, something bad to happen a lot, or they have been over the last of the month. And on Friday, that game was tight. I mean, it was 7-5 final. Ole Miss made the winning plays. They were really good defensively in the middle innings. They saved some runs defensively. They got some stuff out of the bullpen done. They had to use Doherty and Johnson, but it ended up being okay the rest of the weekend. But I just thought they were pretty scrappy on Friday. I thought they played a clean game and let Mizzou make a lot of mistakes, which Ole Miss has not done and capitalized off of in recent weeks from that standpoint. And then on, on Saturday and Sunday, they just kind of just kind of kicked them around. Um, but two, two blowouts at that point. They went 8-1 to one on Saturday, and they went 10-2. to two. They were up 10-0 on, on Sunday. Credit to them on Sunday for all the early runs. There's such a talking to Mike about it. I mean, it's it's duh, it's math. But right now, Ole Miss could not have dropped one of those games and be in even sort of okay position going into these last two weeks. And the difference in two and three is enormous. And when you put up seven runs over the first three innings and just put them away, I mean, Missouri quit after that, and that was it, ball game, and they all kind of moved on. I thought I thought that was a good sign. You look up, and it's it's where Ole Miss has to be kicking itself, not. And again, there's two different conversations here. None of this is changing the overall complexion of the program. I mean, Mike Bianco's tenure is about the postseason. It is about nothing they do in the regular season, whether they end with 10 or 12 or 14 or 16 wins or whatever it ends up being. It is about the postseason. So that conversation doesn't change. I think some people struggle with, we have two conversations at the same time. They are not the same conversation. So we sit that over here on the shelf, and we'll get to it whenever we get to it. But at the moment, Ole Miss has to be kicking itself because – they're starting to find a little starting pitching. They're starting to be okay on the mound. They're starting to s- sort of find some bullpen roles. And in a situation where it's 
45 games deep now or whatever it is, and it's it's too late in a way, but sort of have an identity a little bit, even if you can do that being one and four in your last five series. But they've lost so many close games and all these Saturdays where they just blow these coin flips. I think they're probably going to end up one game short. It's just my guess. But that is probably the frustrating thing for Mike Bianco when he wakes up this morning is I do think he's sort of kind of finally figured it out a little bit, and it's just is it too late to matter. You know, over the first 12 SEC games, their starting pitching ERA was 6.89. Over the last 12 games, it's 3.90. They've been very good on the mound over the last 12 games from an SEC standpoint. Delusia, we've talked about him a lot. Hunter Elliott suddenly has given them six or more of the last two outings. He's been, frankly, he's been good the whole time. He's had some tough luck as, as a starter. And then, as we've hit, said ad nauseum, I'm not going to spend more time on it than one sentence, if you know when to get Derek out of the game, he can be a very useful piece on a Sunday for, for Ole Miss um, as a starting pitcher. So, you know, look, they, they they played pretty well. I thought it was an oxygen series to kind of give them a little bit of confidence, let them just have a good weekend. I thought they needed to just have a good weekend at some point, and they wake up here on Monday morning, and they are, uh, they're tied for ninth in the league at the, at the moment. They're tied with South Carolina and Alabama, who they don't have the tiebreaker against either one of them. Alabama leaking oil pretty good right yeah, now. Yeah, Alabama's going to lose some games down the stretch. Uh, they are one game ahead of Kentucky and Mississippi State. State swept at home against Florida over the weekend. Uh, Kentucky takes two out of three from number one, Tennessee. And then Missouri now three back of the Rebels, and that one's over. Missouri will not be in Birmingham here in uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, and frankly, a lot of the contenders are to, for these spots around Ole Miss, they've all got really difficult schedule. I mean, Ole Miss doesn't have a freebie the rest of the way. They go to Baton Rouge this weekend and then come home to play an A&M team that's having a really good season. So we'll see. Uh, I've, I've got the stuff up. We'll talk about it in a minute, probably after the break, as we stretch this out a little bit. But um, they got work to do. I think I don't personally think 13's enough. I, I've run a lot of numbers, looked at a lot of stuff. Their RPI this morning's 57. Mm. I mean, it went from 61 to 57 despite winning three games. And the bigger number, and they're going to have some opportunities because they play a lot of top 20 teams. But as of the moment, they only have three top 50 wins, which is almost impossible at this point of the SEC season. It shows you. Frankly, how non-elite the league is in the middle. The middle is much worse than it usually is. You're not getting those four, five, six, seven. There's only one really that, good team in the league. Yeah, everybody else has some there's, level there's, of flaw. There's one really good team. There's three or four pretty good teams who can be really good on certain days. Sure. And then there's a middle that's just kind of mushy. And then there's a lot in the middle. And you look... Ole Miss looks back. They look back on that last game in South Carolina. First game against Alabama. Yeah. Uh, they look back on both Arkansas, both losses. Arkansas losses, at least one of the Mississippi State losses. This is me not being a smart ass. It's just me just being honest. But you probably, if I sat down with Kevin Sullivan after I got through throwing up in my mouth and I asked him, Hey, tell me about five or six of your losses. Yeah, sure. He probably would. Hey, we really were there. We were right there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Everybody can do that. It's a 27-out game. The fifth one counts as much as the 27th. But, yeah, they're – look, they're playing a lot better lately. Overall. They better because they're going to run into two pretty good teams these last two weeks. The one thing I'll say for Ole Miss is if they find a way to win four of the next six games – 
nobody will like to see them show up as a three seed at their regional. They also have a what I believe to be a really critical game in Hattiesburg this week. Yeah, I do too. They need to beat Southern Miss. That would week. be a big RPI. It'd be road a, win. It'd be a big keep some a little bit. Yeah, resume win. They need that one. Is this a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? To be honest, I don't even know. I would just, I, I, I don't know. I can pull it up in a minute. I know it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday because the Friday game doesn't start until seven thirty. Oh, yeah, really late start on Friday. Forgot about that. It's I, probably too late. It's kind of you know like we have no idea if they actually are playing better or they just beat a really bad baseball team. It could be both. They looked like they were playing better. They played very clean. They, they did. They I played mean, a good, yeah. clean weekend. What does that mean? They didn't play awfully against State or Arkansas. They just didn't get the timely And I hit. guess that's my point, is yeah. did they play exactly the same as they've been playing? They just had a worse team across from them. Well, Missouri's worse than State, and Missouri's worse than Arkansas. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, some of it. But, look, you you got to beat the team in front of you. You beat the team that you're playing. And not everybody's done that. Missouri has won seven SEC games. So, you go to Baton Rouge, and you really need to find a way to get to the Friday night game is huge. Because LSU doesn't have a super ace. No, I mean, they, look, they're very gettable the first two days. I mean, Mikhail Hilliard and Blake Money are not necessarily killable. I mean, they're, they're not blowing you away. No. I, mean, I told you this when I watched Hilliard pitch earlier in the season. I think Delusia's a little better. Pretty similar, similar stuff. Hilliard competes. He throws that big loopy curveball. He's got the big curveball. You've got to. Have some discipline at the plate. And money is your typical SEC arm that you He's see fine. It's, it's just. He's fine. Yeah. It's. He tries hard. This weekend, speaking of, because there's a little bit of scoreboard watching going on, even though there really isn't. I mean, that's what's funny about this is we'll go over some who, who people have left. But at the end of the day, Ole Miss is competing against math right now. If they do what they're supposed to be, they're clearly in Hoover. And if Hoover is a question mark in two weeks, none of the rest of the shit matters. No, of course. Because you haven't done enough to get into the NCAA tournament no matter what you do in Hoover. Of course. So it's a little bit of, I mean, we can do this for seeding, but at the end of the day, they're going to play a game on Tuesday, and they absolutely probably have to win it no matter what. And then they get into the double elimination, and I'll pack for nine days, and we'll have a big time in suburban Birmingham. I feel like Ole Miss is going to win on Tuesday in Hoover. I actually want that money line right now. Uh, Dylan Delucia in that ballpark as a fly ball pitcher, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. I mean, give it to me. He's going to throw strikes. They're going to win on Tuesday. They're going to beat some five seed who can't host and is just hanging out and happy to go home. Sure. Like six seed or seven seed sure. or what it ends up being. I don't know at that point. Uh, games this weekend, Kentucky's at South Carolina. Okay. Carolina is a weird baseball team. They are a bad baseball team. They are so strange. They blew a, what, 9 nothing lead against A&M on Saturday? Yeah. Is that correct? And then came back in one Sunday. They did. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to them. Florida is at Missouri. The Gators are just fine. They'll be in the NCAA tournament. Um, the RPI is actually like 15 or some shit. Yeah, and they swept state. Now they'll got a shot to go sweep Missouri. They, they have a Suddenly to... you're piling some stuff up yeah, there a little they... bit. I mean, they're not, I don't think they're hosting, but – Talk about a two seed you don't want to deal with here no in a little while. Uh, Vanderbilt at Arkansas. Vanderbilt actually could sneaky get into the host conversation still. We still keep waiting on them, but I don't think they're good enough. But the yeah. metrics are interesting to where I go, if, maybe. They're they got twel- the weekend against Georgia. They're 12-12. and 12. 
They kind of play like a 12 and 12 team. Yeah, it would take 16 14. But I think they have the type of resume that sometimes you get that 16 14 host. Vanderbilt plays there. Uh, State's at A&M this weekend. Bulldogs struggling right now. And it's, look, they're, no matter, unless they win the SEC tournament, they are out of the NCAA tournament. What's, Their uh, RPI is 95 this morning. What's Texas A&M's RPI? Uh, it's top 20. It was like 13 or 17. They're or the ones like that, that could get into the host conversation. I think they are a host. I don't even think it's a question. Um well, actually, their RPI fell a little bit. It was not that low yesterday. I guess South Carolina hurt them. Or, actually, it's more opponents' opponents. Uh, their RPI is 24 today. So, Ole Miss's remaining game, Southern Miss's RPI is 15. LSU's RPI is 17. Arkansas State, 227. You cannot lose that baseball game. Frankly, you need a rainout. And uh, A&M is 24. Ole Miss still has two rainout games. They're obviously not going to make one up. I would have played somebody really good and gave myself a freaking opportunity. Just beg somebody for a favor. Found somebody who had a rain out and go, please. We'll, yeah, I'll we'll, we'll fly to Stillwater and play Oklahoma State or something. Just let's let's do something here to to give me a game. Because Ole Miss needs it right now. I mean, I think it's pretty critical. Did you see where Matt Holiday's kids, one of the top ten players in the country, is it really? Yeah, I mean, he's not going to play college ball. He's going to get going to get too much money. Anyway, sorry. Is there is there one of those situations that's made you feel the oldest when you hear that like so and so has the kid? There's a lot of them. I mean, just the big list of that. Yeah, like some of those Auburn guys you covered in like the late '90s. Suddenly their kids are in college and stuff, and you're yeah. like, oh, whoa. Well, like Gabe Gross is the pit first base coach oh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I've known Gabe since he was like 15. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, then Alabama is at Auburn this weekend. Oh. Auburn did not play very well this weekend against Arkansas. I I, I thought they were yeah. they 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 missed an opportunity that was right there. But it, they did. At some point, you have to kind of credit Arkansas because they slog through these games, and every time they have a weekend, they win two out of three, and you look up and go, God, the other team gave that away, but they're not winning. So it, yeah. it, it's it's they just don't really beat them. Well, I say they don't beat themselves, but they walk freaking eighteen. In the last two games against the Ole Miss. Committed a bunch of errors over the weekend, too. Yeah. It, yeah. They're winning despite not playing well, frankly. They have a lot of different guys in that lineup that can get you at different times. They get contributions from different people. They kind of are who they are. I've been telling you this for weeks. I mean, they're, they're just a solidly above-average team. Nothing great. Nothing awful. They're fine. If they get the right draw, they'll have a shot. A good bullpen, that helps them. Well, sure. I think it's, frankly, for them, it's their difference makers that in these games that get sloppy and stuff, at the end of the game, they have some arms they can go to that are more reliable than some of the other teams. So out of those teams that Ole Miss is going against here, kind of in that part of the the standings, I mean, again, State has a tough road in College Station, and um, I mean, Kentucky and South Carolina, somebody has to beat somebody, so it just sort of is what it is at that uh, at that point. And then the final week, which will be the 20th, is that right? No, 27th, is that right? Mm. No, final 20th. week of the regular season? Yes, the 20th. Yeah. Um, The 20th, last weekend, just because I'm curious now. See, this is the problem for State. They go to College Station, and then they host Tennessee. Ooh, have fun with that. So they're probably, I mean, if you made me put money on somebody, it's State and Missouri, not that in. That are out, yeah. Not in Hoover. Who else plays that last weekend? Missouri's at Georgia. Auburn at Kentucky. 
South Carolina, Auburn, by the way, has Alabama, Kentucky to close. They could, they could get, they could get some work there. Yeah. South Carolina's at Florida. So South Carolina's got Kentucky, Florida to close. Arkansas, Alabama in Tuscaloosa. LSU, Vanderbilt in Nashville. And then A&M and Ole Miss. So, okay. Sure. Yeah. It, it's there. It's doable. But I, I think it takes I'll, – I'll tell you why in a minute, but I think they've got to get to at least 14. And I, I think it's possible they need 14 and a Southern Miss win. That RPI is just so bad. That's the problem right now. They, they have a huge RPI issue where we thought the league was going to be good enough to bring them up at the first of the year when we thought they would have a lot better record and we were talking about a different conversation. But the Nod Conference has been bad. They lost that midweek. I mean, as crazy as this sounds, they lost the midweek game against SEMO. That was a little bit of an opportunity from an RPI standpoint. It's just, it's been a mess. And you kind of reap what you sow, and that's where they're sitting right what now. What you do at the beginning of the semester counts, too. It does. Every game technically counts. It Not technically, it counts. Counts. Yeah. It's cumulative. Yeah. You are who your numbers say you are. What I hear. So we'll, we'll talk about why in a second. First, talk about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understands your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Um, Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. They've got sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, just a whole lot of things being offered, including camp season, which gets rolling here at the end of this month. Get in touch with um, Susan Walt, Bowers Cone there at uh, Southern Traditions Farm. Message them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Find out more about the camps that run through the month of June, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 2 each day at Southern Traditions Farm. We're also brought to you by Bell & Grove. Bell & Grove, based out of uh, Chattanooga, is a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Uh, find out more at 865-672-6557. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth and let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle, to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, South Lamar in Oxford. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they take care of you with MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month, and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have what you need when you need it with GNM 
Also, you can transfer your medications to them. They make it easy from the big box pharmacies. Let somebody you know and trust locally take care of all your pharmaceutical needs. Give them one call, and they will make it easy to get that transfer done. 662-236-2222. Um, yeah, I was looking at somebody put the video on the message board of uh, Tennessee getting into it with Ole Miss and Errol Robinson uh, from several years ago. I think it was 2016. I think it was that 2016 team that hosted um, for Ole Miss. Maybe I'm wrong. It may have been 14, but I think, I think it was 16. Either way, because uh, I just saw Errol and Woodman, and they would have been on both those teams, so I don't I don't really know which one. I could look it up and see when they were in Knoxville. But on the play, Errol's thrown out at home on a single, trying to score from second, and the pitcher for Tennessee kind of gets at him, gets in his face. Apparently it was a play from – or a situation that arose from a couple innings before that when they had another dust-up on the other side when they had a bases guy coming into Errol at shortstop. And it turned into a pretty good skirmish to the point that Mike kind of went at uh, Dave Serrano a little bit in the video. I don't, I kind of remember this, but not as closely until I, until I watched it. But the thread was talking about, you know, this Ole Miss team hasn't really done that. And we've talked about personalities and attitudes a good bit that they don't kind of have the the asshole as we've called that are different things still credit to Ben Van Cleve again he still continues to try to be an emotional leader and I don't mean that sarcastically I mean that really really honestly you need that dust up occasionally I feel like I think back through Ole Miss's season and they haven't had any dust up at all there's been no kind of whatever and I don't remember that from another year and it's not some thing that's an indictment in and of itself. But when I look at a lot of the different things and an attitude and a personality and just a competitiveness, every once in a while, kind of lose your mind for a minute. Kind of get something to get some guys energized. And I, I really haven't seen this. And you've you've seen it pretty much all throughout every other season that I've, that I've covered. So just something when I watched that video, I went, yeah, I kind of get it a little bit. I, I understand. So anyway. Uh... So SEC wins, and this is – I had done a little bit of the math, but credit to Colin Brewster, frankly, because he sent this to me and it made me made my life much easier. The part that I had looked up, and I've talked about this before and I wrote about it yesterday, is that there's a couple teams that, that, that are anomalies when you look at what SEC teams need to do to get, in, get into the NCAA tournament. Alabama last year got in with a 36 RPI, and they went 12-17 and 17 in the regular season, and they won two games in Hoover. It's a pretty bad resume. It shouldn't have been enough. But what you have to consider, and he mentioned this, Colin mentioned this to me yesterday, is that there were several conferences, including the Big Ten, that didn't play non-conference games last year. So the national landscape was so different that it's probably worth just throwing that out and not even focusing on it necessarily. Um, and then the only team that I could find that has had a under 500 SEC record for the regular season and an RPI outside of the top 40 who has made the NCAA tournament is 2014 Texas A&M. The, that, that Texas A&M team had 10 top 25 wins, which is a huge number. Sure. And that is going to be enough to get you in at that point. And I'm not going to go through all the teams here, but just a quick little primer. This includes Hoover. So we always talk about how much does the SEC tournament matter, how much does it not matter. It's debatable. Sometimes it feels like it doesn't matter even at all. Sometimes it feels like they do play their way. I think you can play your way in better than you can play your way into a host, if that yeah, makes sense. Because I, I think they go into the weekend knowing who the host is. Yeah, are. I think it's very hard to be 16 and 14 and get on the run and move up a line unless some other stuff fail. Not in a vacuum, at least. But I do think you can enhance your resume enough to get into the tournament because you hang around for a little while. 
What you can't do if you're on the bubble is lose on Tuesday. And it's not even a resume thing. It is a little bit, but it's because they forget about you. You just don't play any more baseball and you're out. And it's easy to just go, well, mark them off. They're out for the season and their season's over. So teams that have 14 wins after the SEC tournament, and this is since whatever year, okay? Okay. Um, six of 13 have made the NCAA tournament. So we're talking about teams that essentially either went 13 and 17 and won a game or had 14 and 16 or whatever. So it's just under 50% of those teams make it, okay? Teams that win uh, 15 games. Again, this is typically 14 and 16 or 13 and 17 with a couple wins or or whatnot. Uh, 12 of 20 make it. Still a pretty low number there at that point if you're trying to add in those wins. And then anything over that, if you got really hot and won like three games in Hoover, you're almost guaranteed. That's 16 of 19 okay. at that point um, for 16 wins in after the uh, after the SEC tournament. The three teams that did not make it, 2015 Missouri, but they had a 57 RPI. They, okay. went, 15, they went 15 and 15 in the regular season, won a game in Hoover, had a 57 RPI. That's... That's sort of a similar thing that Ole Miss is doing with from an RPI standpoint. Yeah. And then maybe the one that is the most similar, 2007, and we're way back, so this is not necessarily even relevant. Florida didn't get in with a 42 RPI at 16 wins. In 2007, 2016, Alabama had a 61 RPI and didn't make it. But, of course, that's that's too low for an SEC team. So. And then, obviously, if you make anything uh, beyond that, you're, you're, you're golden. So. Just a thought. The lowest team to ever make it state in 2006 got in with 12 wins after Hoover. That wasn't a Larry Templeton special at all. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, they they if they get four wins in these last six SEC games, that's four. Four really good wins. Four really good wins. So your numbers gets better there. I agree with you about needing to beat Southern Miss. That would be a huge win. Frankly, you need to figure out a way to cancel the 227 RPI game. just doesn't need to be played. It's a scary game to even play. Yeah. Um, and then you probably got to go do something in Hoover to feel great about it. You don't need to get bounced on Tuesday, for example. But if you win on Tuesday, maybe you win twice in Hoover. That would give you... 16 wins at 14 and 16. Yeah. yeah. That's in. And I you, think that's and you'd in. be in. I think that's in. So that's probably the Because you've got a pretty good RPI game coming on Tuesday in Hoover. You're going to play a 5, 6, or a 7. I mean, I don't think Ole Miss is going to be, you know, I mean, I don't think, yeah, maybe I don't, an 8 at worst. Yeah, I don't think Ole Miss is going to be the 12. Um, for this to matter, they can't be the 12. Right. I guess that's the point. Right. If for this to matter, they got to probably Miss, be in an 8, 9 kind of 8, 9, 10, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, it's possible because if they sneak into Hoover at two and four the rest of the way, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, they no. can't do it. No, that's twelve and eighteen. No, no, they got to win four of the next six games for Hoover to matter. Nobody's had a rain out yet. Everybody's played their full allotment of yeah. games. Yeah, just noticed that. Uh, Matt's got a question in the thread. I, yeah. I, I answered this in ten thoughts. Um, I saw those on on yesterday Sunday. He says, "What do you make of the NCAA saying 
they're going to question kids on NIL deals at some of the schools, said they're not giving immunity, but that the students are obligated to comply. Um, good luck. My answer to this is the same as it's been, which is this is this is such an odd yet completely predictable move from the NCAA. You knew you had a you knew something was coming, you ignored it. Then it comes, it's worse than you thought it would be, but exactly what people like me told you it would be. And now you're like, "Well, we're going to fix this." No, you're not. You have a bunch of legal battles. You're so slow anyway that if by the time you get resolution on any particular NIL deal, the kid will be on his second contract in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The people that were at the school won't be there anymore. So you're just going to be chasing after boosters on something that happened seven years ago. And I'm only being somewhat hyperbolic here. No, I mean, history says that's about right. So it... it look, some of the Blue Bloods are pissed off because their path is changing. The sport's not changing. Gabe and I talked about this a little bit on Thursday. Nothing's changing except for the names. The programs that have been dominating the sport are probably not going to be able to dominate the sport in this environment, and they'll be replaced by programs that can. Programs like Ole Miss will probably stay exactly where programs like Ole Miss have been. But the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world are pissed off. And they're complaining and they're going to the commissioners and complaining and they're pitching fits about certain schools. And so I think you're seeing some hand-holding here. Well, we're going to question them. And, 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 and say what? You don't have subpoena power. You can't subpoena the bank bank records. If the NIL stuff was done by the letter of the law where the kid didn't get any money until he got to school and it was all NIL and he can prove some form of service or work that was done, work product that was done for the money, that's nothing the NCAA can do. You can't go back and retroactively punish. They're trying to punish pay-for-play, correct? Yes. Yes. And there's lots of pay for pay for play. Frankly, what's gone the majority on, of it. Yeah. What's going on with nil is completely out of control. I, I, there are there are high school kids who will not talk. This is fine, by the way. You don't have to talk to media. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Sure. I'm not. Never been one to moan and groan about access. Sure. There are high school kids who will not talk to media, not because they won't talk to media, but because they won't do media until they're paid to do it. That that's going on all over the place. But then that's here's the problem with that is there's a lot of states, including maybe Mississippi. I need to ask maybe Clay about this. I think they included NIL for high school kids. They did. Thus, media paying for interviews is completely legal because you can't yeah. guarantee that's paying to go to a school. Right. That's not pay for play. Unless you're the media that's paying a high school kid to talk to you, at which point I question your sanity. Well, amen. Yeah. But from a straight rule standpoint, yeah. that technically is not a violation. Right. The violation is simply these collectives or a booster that's been named a booster getting a deal brokered or paid a kid prior to admitting for, to admit to that school. Yeah. I just think they're not going to have any success going back in time. And when they go after these boosters, 
Like let's let's use William Liston as an example. Yeah, William's not done anything, but let's just say they go after yeah. William's not compelled to talk to the NCAA. He'll say subpoena me. I'll see you in a real court. Good luck. By the time that process happens. But that's the same conversation that you have every time anybody's on probation, right? What do you mean? Well, I mean, during Ole Miss's thing, the boosters that were involved, and again, I'm not comparing William to that. I'm just making yeah. a, a, a – the NCAA says that that is illegal is the point. Right. I mean, whether it be Michael Joe or Lee or anybody who was caught up in that during the course of the NCAA's investigation, they weren't compelled to talk to the NCAA, but that didn't prevent punishment. For no, but they could, have, they could have sued the NCAA and didn't. These, some of these collectives will sue. They have the legal power to do it, and they have the financial. I mean, maybe I'm naive. I just think the NCAA is actually going to punish one of these. You might be right. I think they're going to be able to prove a specific pay for play to an op from an obvious booster it's to a take collective. Six, seven years. Well, I'm not arguing that. I mean, they, as Staples keeps saying they've got the basketball thing sitting on a platter and just don't touch it. Well, they still haven't punished LSU. I mean, yeah. they're going to get around to it eventually, but haven't done it. There's a lot of people think they're still going to punish Kansas. But they operate at a snail's pace. So you going to nail Kentucky in 2031 for something it did in 2022? Mm-hmm. I mean, that level of justice is not exactly the kind of thing that's going to scare you straight. Go back and take away the Citrus Bowl title? Yeah, I mean, look, I said I'm I'm not defending the NCAA here. I think they're all a bunch of lunatics that are trying to correct something they could have done to begin with and just set some guardrails up and made it it into a palatable thing to some extent. I mean, at least better than it currently is. But I just think their rules are pretty clear. I think they're going to have the ability to pop somebody who went beyond. Because nobody's saying the collectives can't do NIL deals. They're saying you can't use it and pay these kids prior to them admitting. So they're going to find somebody who Well, they're saying that you can't use it. And if they find them that actually got paid, well, then you should go get them. Yeah, and some have. Come on. Sure. But if it's the whole, well, you can't use it as a recruiting incentive, give me a break. Give me a break. That's what's going to happen. I guess. How can you prove it was used as a recruiting incentive? Because the kid says it. The kid going to talk. Some kids will talk. Some schools will make the kids talk because they're so in tight with the NCAA and they just follow the rules of being a voluntary member. Some won't. Some won't. I would. I would tell the kids at my school. Oh, retroactive guardrails are a horrible look, Ryan. Yeah, horrible. Of course, it's a stupid look. Everything that's happened here was predictable. In fact, I feel like we predicted everything that happened here. I laughed at the NIL cannot be used as an inducement so hard. Like, give me a break. But that's no different than what people, schools used to say is, hey, commit to us. Once you get to school, we'll take care of you. Yeah, sure. The NCAA was naive enough to believe for the longest time. Well, first of all, I didn't want to do NIL. And then it was naive enough to believe that once they just put it in, that nobody would abuse it. That it would just be used to get some little money off jersey sales or whatever. 
they had they thought maybe a kid would do an ad for a local business. I think they underestimated yet again how much winning means to certain boosters. There are people out there that their school winning a football game means more to them than really anything. Mm -hmm. And I think they underestimated that. Their willingness to be the level of creativity, the level of money, the level of organization. And for some, the desire to be involved, the desire to be to get the attention. Well, it's what we mentioned through one of the texts I got last week when we talked about it. It's that suddenly these collectives to a point, but really the directives when it's one booster pushing like the Miami guy, I can't yeah. Ruiz or something. Ruiz. I can't remember his name mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Um he goes from sort of kind of a pariah inside the athletic department, kind of a Shapiro type you're a little worried about, to he's running the whole damn program suddenly. Yeah. It brought these guys, the connotation changed for these guys. Mm-hmm. It went from, oh, look, we need his money. We've got to be pretty careful here as you kind of scratch your neck, to let's go. Oh, no, he, thank you. You're the guy. You're getting went, this done. Went from being compliance's worst nightmare to the program's, the program's best friend. Best friend. Yeah. So suddenly those dudes go, hey, I'm back in good graces. Well, I'm I'm in. Let's let's go. Another predictable thing. Here you go. I mean, another thing that I, people like you and me said would happen, and it's happened. What's keeping schools from leaving the NCAA is nobody wants to be the first one to do it. You unless you have a group with you, you can't win a title, which does matter to people. Of course, it's it's everything you would think of. I mean, if one school can't succeed, because then they go, well, okay, great. Now you can't win. Great, awesome. I yeah, mean, I mean, I, what's I, Kentucky going to do? No, nope, we're not. We're out. Yeah. Okay. Now what? Yeah. Who are we playing? Yeah. What are we doing? And by doing that, you also are voluntarily ending your relationship with the Southeastern Conference. So which there's that check that feels not like coming. a financially sounds like a problem. <laughs> Not, yeah. not that smart of a move. Yeah, so no, you're tied into all these different tentacles in, in so many ways to where. It's kind of like winning the lottery and then telling the lottery people don't send me the money. It's good. I just wanted the thrill. I just, of yeah. The, I know I won. That's all that really matters. <laughs> my my number was picked. I, I, I don't know where it all goes. Yeah. If you ask people who are really involved in it, I don't think they even know no. where it's all going now. No, we're still spinning. We haven't stopped. Uh, but that was like I saw people criticizing Forty last week. I'm gonna defend Pat for a minute. That tweet was pretty informative. I believe it. No, I absolutely believe it. I mean, he was covering the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, he wasn't out looking for that information. That was given. To and him. sorry, he said that for people who haven't seen it, he said that the NCAA. Somebody close to the NCAA meeting investigator told him that they were going to contact kids about things that happened prior to this to get them to talk about their NIL relationships and timelines and then attempt to punish them off of that. Yeah. That was the gist of the, the text. I don't in front of me, but that was the gist. It's the one move they have. They don't have subpoena power. Their ability is to contact kids and ask them to talk. Yeah, it's to go through the NCAA process. Yes. Call the school and go, hey, we need to talk to John Doe. Yeah. 
about this. So you set up an interview and do the whole rigmarole. Do the whole thing, and it takes years. And some, again, some schools talk. I mean, when it came to the old Leo Lewis Ole Miss thing, Saban told his guys not to talk. Just. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clarkport Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and more. So, again, call their office for the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, uh, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Um, IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, whatever uh, the case may be, they can help you. Their goal is to get to know you, get to know your strengths, See what you're looking for in your next career move so you can find the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. Call uh, Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. There won't be a mailbag this week, but when there is one, uh, it's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes. 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Next time you're in Oxford, stop at OPA, the newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. And we're brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, If you're thinking about a summer vacation, you want to make sure it's a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories, get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options. And uh, no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. Podcast also brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery. Small batch artisanal cheese, fermentation, charcuterie, bakery, catering, and more. Hopefully took advantage of their Mother's Day menu that they had going and uh, they have plenty of menu items for you now, including their new lunch menu is available for delivery through Fetched here locally in Oxford. That's 662-419-9201. Our cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. Go to their Instagram page and see if tons of different offerings they have, their new creative ways to get uh, their charcuterie and their cheeses in hand to you, including a uh, pretty cool fruit tray they're showing this or a couple days ago. With the cheesecake dip, when you order that, you can uh, get a full assortment there for catering and other menu options. So, again, johnsonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. Got a lot of horse racing talk in the the thread today. Certainly an interesting Kentucky Derby as uh, Rich Strike wins. Was it 80 80 to 1? 80 to 1. 80 to 1. The second most, the second highest odds ever. The other one was in 1913. 
got oh, into the race, race from a yeah great race yeah. got into the uh the race for um well the horse got uh, got in from scratch a scratch uh, a horse got yeah. scratched on friday morning yes odds opened at 99 to one had you jumped on it immediately yeah just throw a buck and see what happens um it was an amazing race. Just came. I tell you what's interesting there, and most people have seen this, but if you haven't, there's an aerial view of the horse's run there as it was in the middle of the pack, bottom half of the pack. Uh, the announcer late. didn't say his name until the end. Yeah, and he was like he was shot out of a damn cannon. A horse that I think had won one race ever, maybe something like that. And frankly, it only finished second, like never or something. Yeah. Um. But he gets like shot out of a cannon. But what is so fascinating to me when you get the aerial view is the lanes he worked through to actually move to the front because he was congested as hell in the middle. They they did not separate very well to give any room. Well, some of the horses and he got, weaved his way. Some of the horses got tired. Yeah, and as they began to slow, things got congested, and he was not slowing. Well, that horse. I'm not saying he was on something. <laughs> That 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 horse that horse is insane. <laughs> they had a hard time getting him in the stall. He was nuts when it was over, and he was pure nuts when it was over. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of observations. So I, I give you my quick observations yeah, sure, for the Kentucky ahead. Derby. <laughs> so Saturday, I, I may have opened a beer a little earlier in the day than usual. The pregame show for the Kentucky Derby is longer than the damn Super Bowl show. I kept going, when are y'all going to run the race? Well, that's all. Yeah, that, that's, that's the way that It works. was all day. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> also, if there's ever any doubt that the horse has absolutely no idea what's going on, there you go. I, I, I'm not, I don't know that the next time someone tells me, yeah, that horse knows he's a winner. Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure Rich Strike had any idea. What he had done other than, hey, I just went for a run with this man on top of me. Also, his head's like all over. The, the, horse, the horse has severe ADD. He didn't go fast until he got his head straight. He kept looking at other horses. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, I... If that horse were a person, he would not qualify academically. He wouldn't get there. He did not run a studious race where he was plotting. and yeah, well, yeah, They had to move when he did because one of the horses kind of backed up into him because yeah. he slowed down so much. Yeah. Kind of like when you're on the interstate and someone's going 40 and you realize, oh, my God, I'm going to catch. And you, have to, you almost have to swerve. And then it, the lane worked out just right. But I thought we were about to have this classic race between two of the favorites. Yeah, yeah, Epicenter or whatever. Epicenter and, and whatever the other one's name is that we'll now never remember for the rest of our lives. Completely uh, doesn't matter. It, no, it will never matter again. Um, they were like head, and then I, I remember just like looking up, and you saw this horse coming on the inside. You're like, who's that? And then he keeps going, and then the announcer's reaction when he goes, oh, my God, or whatever, however he said it, it was, it was I was like, that was perfect because that's what I was thinking too. I started laughing at the television because 80 to 1. Can you imagine how many people, like I can see Sammy in here still in, still in some PTSD from Saturday. How many people had one of those favorites bet, had it, everything worked out? They were like, I'm about to make some money. And then, boom. Well, there was the guy on Twitter that was like a horse racing expert or whatever, and he's like, I'm getting barraged with 
why the hell are you so bad at your job? And he goes, I got two, three, four, five correctly in order and got beat by an 80 to one long shot. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, okay. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the same odds as the U.S. winning the World Cup in this late fall. The Seattle Seahawks winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. There was something else, too. I forget what it was. I saw three or four different 80 to one. <laughs> the super trifecta paid three hundred sixty thousand to one. Oh God! Really? I don't think the Derby is an overrated sporting event. No, it's only overrated from the standpoint of some people would say this makes it better. That, like you said, you've got an eight-hour pregame show for a three-minute race or whatever it is, two-minute yeah. race, whatever two it minute is. Race. Yeah, two-minute race, two minutes and four fast seconds minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that what their time was? It was fast. It was blazing fast. Yeah, it was 202 or something. What's the record? I don't know. They were rolling. Okay. Whatever. I remember him at the the half mile, the announcer saying, a blazing whatever. I mean, they were, it was fast. The whole group was fast. Yeah, Yeah, and they just kind of kept going. They never settled in and. And he definitely didn't settle in. They just sprinted out of the gate. 159 and two-fifths is the record. We have no idea what to expect from this stupid ass horse in two weeks at the Preakness. Just he's gonna bite somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for the like the horse that has to escort him to the gate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, you know, the guy on the horse afterwards that's trying to protect the damn pony. There, he's going. I'm punching the Kentucky Derby winner. <laughs> In the face <laughs> on national television, <laughs> and I have no choice. <laughs> that guy who's in the worst, he's like, he's like, I know the cameras are on me right now. I know this horse just won the Kentucky Derby, and it's biting everything. <laughs> I'm going to have to punch it. <laughs> And he did. He he punched it in the face (laughs) multiple times. How's your day, honey? I punched the Kentucky Derby winner in the face. Ah. (laughs) His what? His owner passed out, or his trainer? Which one? Yeah, one of them like collapsed. Literally just fell out. Yeah. Because you're watching, and if you're associated with that horse. Yeah, he's in the, like, whatever. Okay, great. We're in the Derby. That was the goal. Yeah, just to make the Derby. They were thrilled to be there. Yeah. And then. I mean, what's crazy about it is he had a little more room. I mean, he kind of walked off there in the last couple strides. Anyway, it was was fun. It's the one thing. We talked about this. We've we've done the Triple Crown. We needed something kind of weird. Got it. Got it. Oh, I think the ratings for the Preakness will be pretty good because now everybody's like, well, can he do it again? God, you'd almost be so tempted to be like, hey, we're just going to put him out to stud right now. I have no sourcing on this, but it said in the stream, there have been some rumors that Ray Tanner's about to step down in South Carolina. I have that, that has been going around in college athletic yeah. circles a little bit. Yeah. Not really the way it is now. You don't really do the former coach thing becomes the AD. It was in vogue there for a little while. Yeah, the job's different now. Bertman and Tanner. Yeah. 
<laughs> the video of the UK sorority girl who bet her last $14 on the longest shot in the Derby and collected almost $1,500. Oh, really? Yeah. Her quote was, this game is easy. <laughs> well, but you know there are more people that won just because they did throw the five bucks on the long shot. Sure. Like, instead of whoever horse. There was more going to be more bets on that horse than whoever was second. That would be a fun bet, the long right? Shot. Uh, here's ten bucks on yeah, Rich Strike. Rich Strike. Why not? Yeah. I'm drunk. Yeah. Sounds good. Here yeah. we go. I'm going to go get a mint julep, and I'm going to put $10 on Rich Strike. Ha ha. And then the son bitch wins. And you have a great day at the Derby at that point. Oh, you're. I mean, that. you wake up on Sunday feeling awful and great at the same time. I'm kind of curious what, I mean, was him on the stream there? I mean, I'm kind of, kind of curious, like, what the buzz was around that versus regular derbies. Is anybody, I know a couple of people that were there. I need to call and be like, hey, what was, what was that like? Well, the weather was spectacular. It'd be a fun event to go to, I think. I've done Dawn at the Downs. I've never done the actual derby. Um, like the practice day, the brunch, breakfast thing the day before, right. but I've never done the derby. I'm always there. I'm gonna talk to him about it. Yeah, we could, yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, so it was good. I always realize when that happens how out of touch with a lot of pop culture I am because they show all these people. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I have no idea. Like, I, I knew Drake, but I didn't know the people with Drake. I couldn't tell you a lot of them either. I've realized that, yes, I feel older from that standpoint than ever before. It was kind of like I was, we were discussing, we were getting the baseball elevator a couple weeks ago. It's about the Grove or the, some, something to do with tailgating at Ole Miss or something. I forget how the topic came up. And I was in the elevator, like, it might have been football. It might have been the spring game getting next. I, I know Sus was with me. And I said something about, yeah, you know, like the Grove, it's like it's just like students. It's more chaotic. Like, I don't, I'd rather tailgate somewhere else. Or I was having whatever that conversation was. And he goes, or you're now in your late 30s. And I was like, it's probably a very valid point, Nick. That That, that is probably a, yeah. a, a, a considerable part, part of what what we're saying right now. Um, got a couple minutes left for the break. Was the, uh, was the shot on jaw dirty or not? So I, I'm not completely... I know very little about the soap opera around it. And I had a hard time making that malicious just watching a video. I have a hard time being completely objective about the Warriors. Okay. I don't like them. Okay. I don't like Steve Kerr. Sure. I don't like their team. Okay. They play pretty basketball. And I think it... They do play pretty basketball. It overshadows... How dirty they are as a really? team. Yes. Okay. Um, there's no moment where you grab someone's knee and pull it as a but natural it's split. I mean, it, it's, it's it. Could I, you not make the argument he's grabbing for the ball and got knee? Because it's just an instantaneous. It, it's not like he goes. <clears throat> yeah. It, I'm not. I don't know them. I'm not defending anybody. I just watched literally the video. Is all I have seen. The series is is. Chippy. Chippy, which is the way the Warriors want it. The Warriors want the Grizzlies, this young, inexperienced playoff team. They have to manage that, too. To get out of their heads. And it's working. I mean, you know, Dylan Brooks gets the ejection, ejection. and the suspension right. for a malicious hit. Yep. 
which was a retaliation. It was. And that, as they're, the Warriors are whipping the Grizzlies in game three, I don't know, going after Ja, maybe it was, if it wasn't to hurt him, it was to make him think he was trying to hurt him. Oh. They, they need Ja to be kind of unbalanced. Okay. Game four is tonight, I believe. This is, it's an absolute monumental game for the Grizzlies if they're going to win. You have to win this game. Well, yeah, you lose it in your – Yeah, you, you have to win this game. Winning five, six, and seven. And then you've the, got to stop playing into their hands. This is what the Warriors want you to do. The Warriors want you to trash talk. They want you to be thinking about the soap opera and not the basketball because they can beat you that way by playing their game of basketball. This is what they do. Draymond kicking somebody in the groin is is intentional. It is to start things. Him getting ejected from game one, beyond the fact that they came back and won the game, which is still going to be the game that the Grizzlies, if they don't win this series, this, this series, the game the Grizzlies will regret is game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was almost premeditated on their part. Like, hey, if this is what happens, cool. We'll go down this road. All right, we got another. Yeah, I've tried to hit it. I'm a spammer. Getting a lot of that. Anyway. Podcast brought to you in part by Style Assembly, just off the square in Oxford. Mother's Day's over, graduation's over, but plenty of chances to... Uh, shop here on the square with style assembly one of oxford's newest boutiques closest to uh, blind pig and frock everything from clothing jewelry shoes purses art sunglasses accessories and more kate and the style assembly team know that shopping for ladies is often difficult and time consuming not to mention a bit of a guessing game that's why they offer a couple different options to help you out first is a wish list of items that the lady in your life loves everything from sizes and colors uh, women can keep these lists on file so somebody can go in, simply purchase something off the loved one's list. Don't have to come in. You can buy over the phone. They'll have it gift-wrapped and ship it if you need that extra step. And also remember the uh, the gift card option. Just get a gift card, give that, and let the lady in your life pick out what they uh, desire. So no matter the budget or location, Kate will personally work with you to help you find the perfect gift for that special someone. Again, it's 203 North Lamar, Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 5, 662-638-3163. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle, based in Madison, Mississippi. They have clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. It's mypinwealth.com. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area. In uh, Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. In Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's about to get hot this week, in fact. So you want to make sure that AC is ready to roll. The different names, same great products and services. Just... uh, if you live in uh, Oxford or Tupelo or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. has been serving the Oxford area 
for almost three quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And we're brought to you by ACS. ACS is um, in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they stop, before they start, I should say. They warm up patches used before or while you drink. The overtime patches used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. All natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next place. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. As the weather heats up, so do the deals from Dead Soxy. The Dead Soxy mystery box would be a um, great idea for you to get. 20 pairs of socks for only $70 with the code REBELGROVE. In addition, you can use REBELGROVE as your code for 35% off site-wide. Go to deadsoxy.com, stock up on your favorite no-shows or dress socks, and step into warmer weather in style. So, uh, looking at here, the um, schedule for tonight in the NBA is what? What do we have? We've got, um, it's Grizzlies game four, I think. Yeah, I've got it up. Hold on. we got, uh, let's see, no, not Sunday. Today is Monday, May 9th. We have Boston at Milwaukee. That is at 6.30. The uh, the Bucks lead 2-1 in that one. And then um, we have Memphis at Golden State. Yes, that is a uh, a 9 o'clock tip. Tonight. Ooh. So. Big night for uh, Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Tatum did not play well the other day. He's got to play like a star for them to win the series. Giannis, on the other hand, Giannis Antetokounmpo played like a star. Like I said the other day, we are watching – one of the all-time greats at the peak of his career right now. Frankly, it tells you. Does he have you, an MVP yet? Does he have one? Yeah. He has one, right? Yeah. Tells you how, I was going to say, it tells you how good the league is right now, How what what great shape the league is in. I know people get hung up on the political stuff and all that, and I'm kind of with you in some ways. But the league is in great shape. Giannis is playing the way he's playing, and he's not the MVP this year. It's Nik- Nikola Jokic. According yeah, to two reports, is going to win the MVP for the second year in a row on a team that can't get out of the first round, mm-hmm. which tells you a lot about how how deep the NBA is from a talent standpoint, how many elite players there are playing right now. Um, Heat and Sixers tied back up 2-2, 116-108 eight last night for, uh, for yeah. Philly. Yeah, Philly. Philly showing some resolve. And Dallas 2-2 as well, 111-101 over Phoenix. In, uh, in Dallas last night. Shaquille O'Neal had a great comment after that game. He said if he were Phoenix, he would let almost create a scenario where um, Luka Doncic is chasing 50 points. When the Mavericks play the way they played yesterday, where Doncic is the facilitator, that's a problem. They are really, really good. He played... An exceptional game yesterday, and I think at 26. That's kind of the sweet spot for them. 
I remember when the Thunder had Kevin Durant. Almost like clockwork. If you had a game where Durant went for 40-something, the Thunder lost. If you had a game where he went for 25, they almost always won because that meant other guys got involved. It's the real challenge for Dallas. But listen, Phoenix is playing kind of weird basketball right now. Well, the pressure's on them in game five. I mean, you, you fall one and head back to Dallas in six, and you got a problem. Big time. You got a problem, yeah. Uh, probably the worst run organization in the NBA, the uh, Kings hiring uh, the Golden State assistant Mike Brown as their new head yeah. coach. Former Cleveland coach. Okay. Sounds good. Brown is the fourth Warriors assistant Sacramento has hired since 2013. There's a stat for you. Oh wow! How about that? <laughs> what are you doing? Like they're 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 such a bad organization. It's where careers go to die. I mean, it's just it's awful. I mean they they're they're horrific. That's about it. Pretty slow news day, honestly. Otherwise, I know it sounds crazy, but not a lot of drama over the weekend outside of those two or three things. There's not a ton going on, though. No, it's kind of quiet. We don't talk baseball, so like, there's nothing to talk about. And it doesn't exist. Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From the standpoint of like, oh, that's interesting. I've never watched less. Because, like I said, I kind of get some topic. Not really. I don't really get topics. I make sure we don't miss something major that we both have not seen by checking out a couple little newsletters every morning when they just throw the stuff at you that whatever happened the day before. And it's never, it's never Major League Baseball. No, it's, 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 I'll get a really good rundown from like the athletic, the Pulse thing in the morning. And the only Major League Baseball thing that happened in the last week that caught my attention was the, the kid in Toronto. The, Yan- the yeah. Blue yeah, Jay yeah, fan yeah, caught Aaron Judge's upper deck shot and handed the ball to the little kid in the Aaron Judge shirt. And the kid got excited and hugged the guy. And it became this viral moment. Because I think we're all searching for something wholesome out Anything there. Anything positive. Sure. And then the next day, the, the both the Yankees and the Blue Jays did the right thing and got them both back to the park. And, yes. And they're going to go be guest of the Yankees when the Blue Jays play in New York later in the year. It was the baseball version of the Steph thing when, with the kid, and he didn't play, and then a couple days yeah. later he did whatever and gave the shoes or the, whatever, the jersey yeah. or whatever it was. You and, know, it's stuff like that. But the game, it's, the game itself is – and I know some of this is because I'm a Cubs fan and they're horrible, but it's just not on the radar, man. Whether it's the NFL draft, yeah. whether it's the NBA playoffs, whether it's the Kentucky Derby, whatever <laughs> it is, pe- things push MLB aside to the back burner. Uh, we didn't know earlier, I looked it up, the Southern Miss game is Wednesday at 6 so they will play Wednesday in Hattiesburg, head on to Baton Rouge from there, and yeah. then play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, ESPN Plus for the game at Southern Miss, so it is being streamed. Southern Miss coming off a uh, series loss to Old Dominion over the weekend. Oh, really? The Monarchs got them. How about that? Tell you what now. Just don't go into Old Dominion no. and pull one off. I mean, actually, Norfolk. I think it was in Hattiesburg. Oh. How about that? I don't think Chris Finwood is still there. For a while, Old Dominion's coach was the guy who was at Western Kentucky when they were really good against Pomeranz and those guys that year. Oh, yeah. He went to Old Dominion when he left Western Kentucky. I don't know. Beats me. Um, they had Chris Coglin back in town over the weekend. I saw that he walked and graduated. 
Um, oh, really? On Saturday, yeah. You didn't say his name correctly, by the way. It's World Series champion <laughs> Chris Coghlan. <laughs> rookie you. of the year, too. He was, but... He got a rookie of the year and a ring. World Series champion. Okay. You're very familiar with that. Yes. He was one of the very first people to the celebration pile. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Did he play much during that run at all? What did they kind of use him for when they brought him in? Didn't he get hurt that year? Did and he? when he came back, he wasn't. Really? Kind of I, I don't really remember as much a part of it. He had a really weird career because I mean he was so good for I guess the Marlins that first year, and yeah. then it just sort of became strange. He had the weird home run thing. Like he had some strange things happen to him over the course of yeah. course of time. He does not do media at all, correct? Not much. Yeah, yeah. Not much. very pleasant over the weekend, but yeah, no, not not a ton. Doesn't See, yeah, out at the ballpark. Yeah, they used him for their, they do this Letterman's Lounge thing where you get to come meet and talk to former players each weekend, and he was the Letterman's gotcha. Lounge guy this weekend there. So yeah, the, they had the uh, World Series trophy on hand yesterday too. The Braves do like this tour thing through oh, whatever okay. brought That's to you truest. So the trophy was at Swayze yesterday for people to line up. A pretty good line when I walked into the park for pictures with it. So yeah, pretty good it's stuff. a cool trophy. It is. Yeah. It is a good trophy. It is a really good trophy. The top five trophy. Oh, yeah. For sure. It's cool. All the little flags and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk probably some more college football tomorrow. There's a couple of interesting things. And uh, Neil's 10 thoughts might hit that. We'll uh, knock out do you some agree, of that Do you agree with my values? If you're looking to... They're the correct thing if you're looking for a value, but the lack of parity makes them me yeah. iffy on all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the thing. It's just if you want to throw a, the a rich 10 strike, spot. Yeah. If you're just playing around, sure. Yeah, it sounds yeah. good. I mean, A&M at 1,600, you go, ah, what the hell? Okay, sure. It's fine. Yeah. Kentucky at 4,000, okay. Yeah, Kentucky at 4,000 was the one that I looked at and went, you know, if you're just putting 10 bucks on something, no, no harm. Yeah. That might be my value all right, back tomorrow. Hope you have a wonderful day. Check Rebel Grove at the com in the meantime. And we will talk to you then.